I had the great privilege of serving as Secretary of Education for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts for five years, and prior to that I chaired the State Board of Education. And over the years I've played a number of roles in this state and to some degree nationally in terms of working on educational equity, working on education reform, working on uh, helping education and public education, uh, public schools in particular, K-12 schools, to do a better job of achieving their mission of educating all students for success. And I was struck at the end of my term working in state government, as I really had been throughout my work, that even though Massachusetts was undeniably the top achieving state in the country in terms of student achievement on subjects like math and English or graduation rates or uh, SAT scores, pretty much any indicator, the National Assessment for Education Progress, uh, Massachusetts has been uh, <clears throat> in the lead on that for any number of years. So by, by virtually any indicator, we were the top achieving state in the union, and yet we still have deep, persistent achievement gaps beneath those averages, because all of those rankings are, of course, based on averages. So I have been asking the question for some years, and I founded the Education Redesign Lab to kind of answer the question, what did we get wrong in terms of our very energetic efforts ever since the early 90s in Massachusetts and nationally to reform public schools in a way that would enable all children to achieve at high levels. Uh, our intentions were good, but the performance, uh, not so good. And so the question became, um, what went wrong and what, what need we to do in the 21st century in order to design a system of uh, child development and public education such that all children would be prepared to be successful in our society. And this felt to me like an urgent mission in our world. Uh, the demographics in the United States are changing dramatically. We now have uh, a majority of our children come from low-income backgrounds in public education in the U.S. A majority are students of color. Uh, so between students of color and low-income students, these are two groups of students with which we've historically not done very well in terms of um, educating them to high levels. And um, a continued failure to do that becomes something that really puts our nation at risk. And uh, while we've seen this problem coming for a while and we've engaged in vigorous and expensive reforms, we're still nowhere near to achieving the goal of educating all students, and all means all, to a high level. So I founded the Education Redesign Lab really to, um, to engage that question. What ought a system of education to look like in the 21st century if it was really engineered and designed to achieve the goal of all means all? Uh, my premise was we were really working in an education system, the current system that we have, is a system that we've inherited really from the late 19th, early 20th century. It was designed for a very different purpose. It was designed to educate large numbers of immigrants and uh, folks coming in from this country into our cities to take low-skill, low-knowledge low, um, manufacturing jobs, routine skills to kind of batch process, mass-produce education. And it was very effective at doing that job and did that job and improved at doing it over the 20th century. But by the time we hit the last quarter of the 20th century, it became apparent that low-skill, low-knowledge jobs were no longer going to be a central part of our economy, our whole manufacturing industry. Much of it had gone offshore. Uh, what hadn't gone on shore, offshore was being automated in many respects. So those jobs were rapidly disappearing. 
And what was replacing them were jobs that required high skills and high levels of knowledge. So whereas it was once possible to drop out of school in ninth grade and still make a decent middle-class living in the United States if you worked on the assembly line of one of our automobile manufacturers, now in the 21st century, it becomes impossible to participate meaningfully in the economy unless you have a sufficient level of skill and knowledge to enable you to get a high-skill, high-knowledge job that will in turn enable you to support yourself and a family. And if we fail to prepare people for that, we then are condemning ourselves to uh, stagnant or non-growth in terms of the economy. We won't be able to grow businesses because we won't have people who are able to do the job and we'll contribute to a growing underclass of folks who aren't able to participate in the economy and need to be carried and supported by the rest of us through our health systems, through our welfare systems, through our criminal justice systems, et cetera. So it seemed to me like urgent central work, this business of rethinking how we educate young people in a way that meets 21st century goals. And uh, again, in the, early 19th, in the early 20th century, we were content to educate only a few people to a high level. Now in the early 20th century, we're insisting that schools educate everybody to a high level. And that requires a very different kind of education system. Mm -hmm.